0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of my 2023 Rugby World Cup Preview Series. Today we switch things up by looking at three nations at once: the Pacific Island nations of Tonga, Samoa, and Fiji. There's no one better to bring on to discuss this than hosts of the Tier Two Focus Pirate Rugby Podcast, Hugh Griffin and Enda Fahy. Welcome on, lads! Thanks for having me. glad
2: to be here. Pleasure to be here, Kaelen.
1: Good to have you on, lads. And I, I, start all these things the same way. Um, although I didn't ask you when you were on for last week's Owen Farrell high tackle debate, but the World Cup preview is nearly over. The hype is rising, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Are you getting excited? And I'll start with yourself, Fender.
3: Absolutely. Especially from an Irish perspective, it, it's impossible uh, not to, especially hear about all the, the horrific injuries from the weekend and everything and the, the shock-feral decision. But Ireland, we're, we're in Portugal. Um living their best life and I'm, I'm pretty glad they were and i know ireland are playing i think it's only th- three official warm games and then most of the other northern hemisphere teams are playing four i believe so yeah this past weekend has kind of driven that home so, but yeah from my perspective really excited um for the tournament i can't wait till it till it starts um ireland going in as number one seeds as well and uh, coming off a grand slam win it's yeah i can't wait and even with Antimax. You Know injury France is still gonna be an absolute joy to watch. Uh, look at New Zealand's form. South Africa we know we are gonna show up. Some of the tier two uh, sides are doing better as we'll discuss. Yeah, really can't wait.
1: And the same question to you. You I know you're a you're a Welsh fan, so people would spare you if you weren't as excited. But to be fair, you did beat England and Cardiff, so what way are you lying?
2: Uh, well being tied to a train track with a train coming at you is exciting. Um <laughs> So, which is kind of how I feel, which we'll talk about when we get into the show. Um, yeah, from a Wales point of view, nervous, more more nervous about every other opponent in our pool apart from Australia. Um, funnily enough, based on how this the summer's been going so far, uh, I was gutted about Intermax injury. I, I would be in favour of postponing the World Cup until he gets fit again, because um, I just think he's that he's that special. Um, but uh, yeah, but it, the anticipation is absolutely building for me.
1: No, it's it's fair, and I should probably add in that when we when this goes live, there could be another injury. Touch what there isn't, but there could be. Hopefully, Intermac is the last high-profile one and Syrah Bay as well, which in some ways is almost as bad for France, but anyways. Yeah. Um, you're excited, but we are going to talk about countries not very much close to you, but close to your heart's. And the Pacific Island nations. We're going to start with Tonga, seeing as they're in Pool B, alongside Ireland, Scotland, South Africa, and Romania. And then I'll I'll come to you. You can you can take the the men in red. Can you just take us through that that high quality squad, their recent form, and all that. Because as we were discussing before we before we went live, a lot of people wouldn't have seen any of their games or even know what's going on, apart from you know the Fafitas and Fekitoa and that former Australian fullback playing for them
3: yeah well look we we all know about the the changes that were introduced um, in terms of the eligibility rules and i think tonga probably the the squad that has benefited most um from that now i know we we'll, and we'll touch on this later but the, their form hasn't really reflected that yet And um, hopefully after um tuesday i know we're, this is going out next week so yeah. <laughs> at the time of recording they did have a, uh an easy enough win against canada um but in terms of the like the, those players who are now eligible, like you're looking at Coleman, you're looking at Pete Aki, uh, who obviously used to play for Connacht and, and now is with Toulouse, absolutely phenomenal player, and um, so he's really exciting. I can't wait to see him. We all know Charles Pieltow, and um, who obviously spent time in Ulster, so I think we're all you know excited to see him play. We've got not everybody's favourite and a very controversial for, uh, figure uh, in Israel flow We won't get into his background, but we all know Madly. how talented he is and um, now I'm not 100% sure if he's picked up an injury I know he did play last week and um, oh, but he no. wasn't in today's squad so I'm not sure what the latest is on him but we'll probably just move on from Falau. and then obviously you've got Fekatoa. and yeah as a lot of your listeners and viewers will know like what an end to the season with Munster he had um after his um maybe I don't want to say rope, but we all know we had a difficult enough start with Munster, but then he really came into form, uh, particularly towards the end of the season. So, again, really excited uh, to see him uh, perform for them as well. Then we also have Leva Favita. Now, he obviously as a Connacht fan, and I was delighted. Now, he was a very long time, um, but it was only actually a long time out of contract. So, obviously, his contract with Connacht, unfortunately, wasn't renewed. But he only actually ended up with a contract. and um, So obviously it's going out Tuesday. So last week, and he got a um, a contract from Oina in the top 14. So I'm actually, there have been suggestions that he won't be appearing in the World Cup, which is very, very disappointing. Um, but obviously you can understand, who, like a player out of yeah. contract, we all know how difficult um, the market is at the moment. But apparently he mightn't be um, playing in the World Cup as a result of this. And now he has been playing in, in their most recent games, and um, so we'll watch this space and, and fingers crossed we'll get to see him in action. Um and yeah look they've got mul- multiple talents uh, throughout their squad. Uh in terms of kind of what do we expect from them? Um we can start off probably by looking at you know their their pool it it's it's a very 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 <laughs> difficult pool like it's pool B so it's Ireland's group it's 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 the pool of, of death really. Um and their first game I believe is up against Scotland. Is that right? Or is it potentially Ireland? It's, it's Ireland on
1: week two. It's Ireland.
3: Yeah. So I think, yeah, sorry. Yeah. It's Ireland's uh, week one and then Scotland, I think the following week, which Could I, be, I suspect. Yeah.
1: Just two seconds. I have it here in front of me. Um, yeah. If I can just. Open yeah. Their opening right game. Time. I
3: checked. Yeah. It's their, their second game is against Scotland. So I think that's the one they're really kind of be, be targeting. Mm-hmm. Um. But in terms of them making it out of the pool, like you feel like, so they've got South Africa, they've got Ireland, they've got Italy, and maybe they'll, maybe like with Scotland, we all saw in the in the recent French game how fantastic they are. We all know that, and I'm definitely of the opinion that Scotland can beat anybody on their day, and um, but they're also notoriously inconsistent. So in terms of you know, Tonga causing upset there, maybe. Um, and I think they'll definitely do a number in Romania because Romania's form ha- has been poor, especially leading into to the World Cup. So I'm really, yeah, unfortunately, it's definitely because of the the strength of teams in that group. They're, they're not going to get out, I don't think. And they've they unfortunately never actually made it out of the, the group stages. Um, but it's still great to see those players come back in. We get to see them on show. and But yeah, unfortunately, I don't see them um, making out of the, the group. Yeah,
1: no, it would be something else if they did, but it does look like backs against the wall at the very least, especially with South Africa's pedigree. Ireland is were number one, so that Scotland being, you feel like they are they are going to be good enough. Um, Hugh, you, you believe Scotland are Tier Two team? So, do you think in the back of your Tier Two team, Tonga uh, could possibly way, turn them over?
2: Way to out me there, mate. But um, uh, I had to. yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with Ender. I, I think especially their fixture list, uh, Ireland, Scotland, South Africa, then Romania. I think by the time they come to play Romania, they're going to be beat. They don't have um, a rest week either to take the sting out of it. They and unfortunately, cool. uh, yeah, unfortunately, of the three teams we're discussing tonight, I, I think Tonga are unfortunately the weakest uh, of the Pacific Island nations. They're, at the moment, they're, New, I want to call them signings, but they're obviously not signings, but um, the new players haven't really clicked. And I think if you look at the positions that they are in, there's a lot of like back three players and and back row players, which, you know, if you're asking a coach to build a team, they're not necessarily the players they'd start with. Um, So, yeah, so uh, with the star names and I hope, obviously there's a couple of Scarles guys in there with Lausi and um, Vea Fafita um, playing for them, but uh, sadly, I just think it, it, it's it's too early for them um, at the moment with the, the short time they've had to bring together. Um, they don't play a lot of games, the Tonga and the games that they do play, so they'll obviously beat Canada twice in a row now. The only other game they've won this uh, World Cup cycle is against Australia A, which was earlier this year as well. Um, so bless them, and like Ender said, never got out of their group. Only ever won eight World Cup matches. Yeah, I I, I hope the, the best for them, but I, unfortunately I think they're going to take a couple of hidings in the group stage.
3: Yeah, they were beaten quite heavily by Samoa as well um, a couple yeah. of weeks ago, which is unfortunate.
1: And Samoa are probably one that we'd be keeping an eye on in terms of the later stage of the group, or at least we hope, but Tonga, typically the weakest nation, and Certainly, by your expectations, don't see them getting out and uh, continue that way. Hugh, you, you're wearing a Fiji top. You are a lover of all things Fiji and rugby. To be fair, we all are. And they're also in Pool C alongside your native Wales, who are also joined by Australia, by Portugal, and by Georgia. Um, have I got that. Yeah, it is Portugal, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, upon I just yep. had
1: a, a mind blank there for a second. Apologies. Possibly the hardest pool. I know Ender said pool B, but I, I really believe this is the toughest one. World rankings would agree. So when it comes to Fiji, um, have they any, I hate calling them signings, but new f- known faces in there? Or you know, do you want to just run over their squad in general and, and their pre-World Cup form?
2: So in terms of, uh, we'll call them signings to keep it simple. No, not really. Interestingly, so Um, Fiji have got going into this World Cup what they never had before, which is a club team to build around with the Drua. So people who watch Super Rugby will know that we now have the Fiji and Drua playing um, uh, as one of the main teams in Super Rugby Pacific. And what that has given Fiji is, compared to when before, um, all of their players were spread across pretty much every major league in the world, they've now got the majority of players all playing not only in the same league, but in the for the same club so out of their 33 man squad 17 which is just over half maths fans will tell you um is is from the Drua. so they've got a real a core there and a group of players that are really exciting um you know the likes of uh, nisila sila um played every single game for the Drua um and including big wins so they got to the the playoffs in the super rugby and they beat the crusaders in round three which send ripples throughout the 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 sporting world so they still got the don't get me wrong they still got the big name stars in there Raj is still there nice levu uh Winikolo, um sam Matavesi at um hooker which people will know from northampton um so yeah so obotia of course everyone's favorite from um, la rochelle yeah. so they haven't done any quote unquote recruitment um really for this um squads, they've really gone organic, you could almost call it. And I think that's what makes it for me extra exciting.
1: No, it it certainly it is an exciting squad on paper. I know maybe someone like Radrad, rather, you might have doubts over his his fitness, for instance, and and Botia brings a certain caliber of player, but could he possibly have, you know, with his age and with the, the nature top 14, could he come into this maybe a bit fatigued? But there's certainly excitement. But you know, I put it to Brett McKay in an earlier episode. He reckons the Fiji and Drew is going to really lead them to something spectacular, similar, he reckons, to Japan in 2015, who famously kind of basically just trained together for a year before the World Cup. And that's kind of what these guys have in some way. But mm. I suppose the, the big part, question is, from an Irish point of view, can Fiji upset the odds? Can they get out of the group? And we've mentioned it a few times before, but they do play... Wales in Bordeaux in round one in what could be a decider. I don't think it will be. I think there's going to be way more rugby to play out than that. But it could be a huge game for them. Can they can they topple Wales and get out of the group or Australia? I should add.
2: So, if I flip the question slightly, are Wales capable of losing to Fiji? Yes, absolutely. Yes.
1: 2007.
2: Um, yeah, 2007. <laughs> That's a long time ago. A lot of yeah. a lot of time water under the bridge since then. But um, yeah, I, I think. the the good thing from Wales' point of view is Wales can target that game and convince themselves that uh, if we win that game, then we're off to to a a strong start. The thing about Fiji's fixtures is that they've got, it's all on the first two weeks. They've got Wales and then Australia. If they lose both those games, their World Cup is basically over um, already. And then they've got a rest week to stew on that. And then they play Georgia and then a final game against Portugal. And it's, you know, I think I agree with you that it's the hardest pool in terms of the teams being at a a reasonably even level. Um, Georgia could be going into that game on week four with something really to play for. Um, And if Fiji got nothing to play for, then Fiji could unfortunately be looking at something disappointing. You know, they've only won one game at each of the last three World Cups, um, which is a little bit surprising. And that includes slightly embarrassing defeats against Uruguay. And um, they lost to Samoa um, quite comfortably in 2011. Um, But yeah, I think for me, like I said, it's all about those first two weeks. Uh, I think I was talking to an Australian fan today and they said they they feel that they're vulnerable to Fiji. I mean, if you talk about cohesion, there's more cohesion with Fiji than there is with Australia at the moment. Um, And if Fiji have had the the chance to blow off the cobwebs, because they've got a good run-up to the tournament as well, because they've had the very confidence-building Pacific Nations Cup, which they won easily, mm-hmm. um, putting 30 points on everyone. Uh, and then they've got a game against France this weekend, and who knows what Team France are going to put out based on what happened against Scotland. Um, so that could, that's going to be worth tuning into. And then they've got England at Twickenham. And based on how England are going, I think for me, even if they don't win those two games, if they finish within a score of France and England away from home, and then they go into a game against I Wales team that's struggling to find its feet. They're gonna be full of confidence. They it, it's they've never had a better chance, in my opinion.
1: And you've teed it up nicely. And I'll get a, a la a final word on them in a minute, but when you look at the draw, it's it's very interesting of kind of like when the fixtures are and all that. It's it's obviously crucial, but you look at the last round of games and like Wales against Georgia, that could decide whether Wales go through. You've got England against Samoa that could possibly play for second place, first place, third place. We don't know, but then on the Sunday it looked it looked like a dead rubber when you when the fixtures were announced earlier in the year. But you got Japan against Argentina that could be to get out of that group. Tonga against Romania maybe not that's probably a stretch, but Tonga could have an instance where they could get this result and you can get out or possibly even get a certain result to get third, which means you automatically qualify, which they didn't do mm. last time around. And then Fiji against Portugal.
2: That's a good point. That this in this pool, one of Fiji, Australia, Fiji, sorry, Fiji, Australia, Wales, and Georgia are not going to automatically qualify for the next Mm -hmm. World Cup. That's mad. Um, Fiji at the moment are ninth in the world rankings.
3: Yeah, Wales are tenth. By the way. (laughs) Yes, I know. And we've all seen all seen the uncertainty with it. Like, I don't want to just go bashing Eddie Jones for the sake of it, but like we all know where Australia are at, which is they're in a bad place and, and I don't like, we, we've discussed this on uh, on separate occasions, you and I, but obviously Australia haven't had enough time under Eddie Jones to come up with a cohesive game plan in, in, in my expectation. Anyway, in, in my, um, yeah, sorry if we could edit that out. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We um, won't. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> and in a, but yeah, it's
0: just.
1: Yeah, no, I was just going to go. gonna say in a word, Do you see them getting out. CG. EG. Yes. Okay, bold. I like it. You, are Fiji getting out? And you can say at Australia's expense if you really want to. (laughs) But honestly, are they?
2: Yeah, why not? Why not?
1: That's what what we like. And in fairness, Fiji, there is a lot of Fijian players in the top 14. That's where predominantly Fijian players play. They could get a bit of a fan base behind them. You don't know. Like it could be... Could make for an awful lot of fun in that regard as well. And we'll we'll finish things off by looking at Pool D, Hopeful, Samoa. And as I mentioned, they're with England. They're also with Argentina, Japan, and with Chile. And although the the Latin America derby might be the most spiciest there, Samoa definitely have a, a slight outside chance, especially with Japan, who who have dipped in form. They haven't beaten anyone have. in tier one since, since they beat Scotland, although. You would say they're not tier one. I'll bring that up again. <laughs> but Hugh, I will I'll start with yourself. Samoa coming into this, where are they? Like what's their form? Like most notably from an Irish perspective, Andrew Goodman and Michael Otoa are there as captain and coach or vice versa. Um, but just their squad, their form, what have you made of them? And can they they could definitely take third, that's certainly within reach, but can they possibly oh, yeah. get to second?
2: Well, I think, like like you've already said, it's all on that last game. If England lose to Argentina, which is the first game of bull then I agree with you. It's all on the last game. Um, like you said, Japan, sadly, for all of us, aren't the force they were four years ago. Um, but going into that last game um, against England, it could be all to play for. And I think that suits Samoa way more than it supports England. Um, I don't think that's a place that England want to be in. In terms of results, so interestingly, Samoa have got the strongest results this World Cup cycle out of all the Pacific Island teams, including Fiji. So they they are much more winning. They've actually got a better record at World Cups than Fiji as well. So they've won 13 games. Um, they got to the quarterfinal only twice, but they've been really unlucky in some World Cups. They were so unlucky in 2011 uh, not to get out of that pool Um they came very close to beating both Wales and South Africa, and then they quite comfortably beat, uh, obviously, Namibia, sadly, and uh, Fiji as well in that group. So from that point of view, you'd say they're strong. You have to look at who they've played, though. So they've played Tonga four times this World Cup cycle. Um, they've played uh, the Mariol All Blacks twice and lost to them. Uh, they've only played one tier one nation, and that's Italy, and they lost quite comfortably to Italy. Um, They beat Georgia which is a good result Um, but yeah so it's difficult to judge their form um, really based on what's happened so far this year. Um, They probably got the most confidence out of them and Tonga um, but they've got the less experience playing the really top teams.
1: Yeah and that's a sad state of affairs you know we mentioned it on the the kind of one feral pod. I don't like on that with yourselves, but where rugby and how they go about things. But the fact that Samoa happen, have only played one tier one team in the last four years, like essentially their last game against a proper tier one outfit was against Ireland in 2019. Like that's mm. essentially what we're looking at here. And that's simply not good enough. And it's not just the Samoans. I know there was COVID and there was that mental limit on test fixtures. And Ireland were supposed to be having a tour in 2020 down in the Pacific Islands. I think it was supposed to be Fiji, but I'm not sure. I think it was Fiji. yeah, and like but simply that's just not good enough. like they they won't approve, yeah. but they they have good players there and and I suppose if they are going to do it, it would be against the odds because England and Argentina typically they get their way at World Cups,
3: but can they do it? do you think? Can they get out of the group? Realistically for me that they can't. Um, I think they can definitely do a number in Chile, they can definitely do a number in Japan, especially like it, we're all disappointed in Japan's form recently. Um, it seems to have fallen off the cliff. I'm not sure what what is going on there. Um, it's disappointing to see. But Argentina under Michael Cheka, like I, I can't see them. And like Argentina have warm they're warming up to the World Cup with, you know, back to back games against the Springboks. Yeah. You know, so they're gonna be in, like I know their results haven't necessarily gone their way, but they're they are going to be ready for that group. And yeah, I just can't see them overcoming Argentina and England. Look, I, I know it's, it's their last game. They potentially could have something to play for, but if we're being realistic, uh, especially if, if they have uh, a couple of injuries to key players, we know that England do have a definitely better strength in depth. So I, I can't see them getting past England. So basically I don't see them getting out. Um. But yeah, it's frustrating that we're having this conversation about the games. But I know obviously we have to factor in COVID. But if, if we're in this situation in four years' time, like where where are we where are we where are we going with with rugby in, in the in these parts of the world? And just touching on like I know we've kind of moved on from the Drua and from one up. Uh well we can talk about one of if a bit more, um, because we didn't really get into that, but we I know we focus heavily on the Drua, but it's really essential that world rugby like continue there. like world rugby are backing that as well. So they like if if we rugby pull the plug on that funding as well, that I'd be terrified for the for these reasons because like I, like uh, yeah maybe Tongas as we've said aren't making a whole lot of progress, but obviously having a professional side two professional sides down there it has to be a good thing. But my concern is funding, and if if they pull the funding, but if there was performance uh, this season in Super Rugby, specific something to go by, um hopefully we won't be looking at that situation. Um, especially I was wonderful watching those uh, scenes when they overcame the Crusaders. No one <laughs> saw that coming. Um, so let's hope that continues. But yeah, yeah on Samoa, I, yeah, I can't, I don't see them unfortunately getting out. I think Argentina, yeah, not not with Michael Chek in charge.
2: Hugh, you want to jump in there? Yeah, just on the Moana. Um, I I love Moana. I love um watching them play. I love their stash. Everyone knows I love my rugby kits. I've got a, a a Moana hoodie that's like two sizes too big for me, but I loved it so much that I bought it. Um, there's a question mark over Moana for me. Um, so Moana are owned by the New Zealand Rugby Union so they're not officially a sixth New Zealand franchise but they are owned by New Zealand and they play all their games in New Zealand and their two um, best players in Super Rugby just gone Tava Tava and, uh and Oumuwa have now both signed for yeah. New Zealand Super Rugby franchises which isn't a great look now all of the uh information on the Moana website is all about being a proud Pacific um community and all, all, all the good stuff, which I, I have no reason to doubt. As long as they're owned by New Zealand and if their best players are going to be going to New Zealand franchises and the talk is that both of those players are going to be all blacks by the time the next World Cup comes around. That's that's for me is a bit worrying. Also you know, we talked about Fiji being able to build around Drua both Samoa and Tonga can't both build around Moana because, okay, you've got cohesion there and great players there. If the scrum half is Samoan and the fly half is Tongan, that doesn't do you any favours. That that that's, doesn't let a national coach build on something. So, I hope I'm wrong and I hope that uh, Moana are laughing at me in 12 months' time um, but for me, the jury is still out. Um, I wish them all the best but that I'm looking for a, a little bit more action from them to really for me to think that they are the answer for both Samoa and Tonga
1: I'll, I'll get your um, winning predictions in a minute but just really quickly I'll ask you to put a, a number in a, a place in the pool for, for each side so starting with Tonga um, end of first where, where are they finishing in the pool B fourth
3: okay
1: you.
2: Agree, full. Okay, yeah, but I, I think we could go
1: full house there, I'd agree. Fiji, are you sticking with Fiji second, or w- would you even say first,
2: you? Second.
1: Okay, Enda? It's got to be second. We kind of have to say second now. This is yeah. this is adult <laughs> rugby peer pressure right here. Do you stick your twist <laughs> with Fiji? I'll go second, and I'll say, I'll say Wales first. I don't know. I don't know why Yay. I do that. <laughs> I'll go Wales and Samoa, Enda, where are they finishing? Third. Okay, so they picked Japan for that qualifying spot. And Hugh, where is Samoa finishing?
2: Heart says second, Head says third. Okay,
1: I'm go- I'm gonna go third. I'm going to go third. I don't see them getting out of the pool myself. And I I just haven't seen Anthony of Japan to make me think they're going to turn the corner. But one thing I have to ask everyone, it's a rite of passage. I ask, are you excited? I also ask who's going to win it. And uh, I'll come to you in a minute as someone with more of a skin in the game, if you, if you don't mind me putting it that way. and um, you, who do you see win the World Cup this year?
2: I think twelve months ago it was one of the most open World Cups ever. I think with the injuries that um, South Africa have got, and I think with the. Um, the Untermack injury you know you might say it's only one player Untermack is huge for France not because of how good of a player he is but because of his his relationship with not only Depont but also Ramos um unfortunately that that's kind of means I'm not backing France anymore um I I don't want to say sadly but just because it's a bit it's not very interesting but I think feel like the waves are passing and it's it's Becoming a clear run for New Zealand. Okay.
1: That's fair. I I'll, I'll, I might just jump in for a go to you, Enda, because I have said on nearly every podcast so far that I think France, and that was before the Mac injury, and I think is a huge part of that. So I might just take an executive decision not to say anything because I don't <laughs> want to say Ireland are going to win because <laughs> if we lose, I'll blame myself. So I'm going to take an executive decision. I'm not going to say. But
3: Enda, you. The floor is yours. Who's going to win the World Cup in twenty twenty three? I keep changing my mind. My heart says Ireland. My head says New Zealand. Haven't seen their their form in the Rugby Championship and seen Joe Schmidt's influence on them. Um. But yeah, it's hard not. Yeah, uh, looking at yeah, looking at the yeah, I really want to say Ireland. Um, I think we will definitely get out of the group. But yeah, taking on France and New Zealand. Yeah, i got it back. I think New Zealand.
1: It is it is kind of a toss for coin though as to who comes out of that top heavy side draw because realistically it could come down to Anthony could be injuries cards just general fatigue you you don't know what it could come down to but it,
3: it does make not the adversity. bus being late thankfully no under for Ireland
1: hopefully not um, hashtag adversity um Ted <laughs> Lasso mean will be all over Twitter this World Cup don't don't you worry.
2: But if thanks you want very to so much us all over Twitter if you see if Wales get to a semi-final and I go out in the quarterfinals I will be all over Twitter you can you can rely on that
1: locked and deleted <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt and every and podcast recorded. you were on I will edit you out of by after <laughs> <laughs> no um listen it, it, that could well happen it's a genuine fear now at this stage because of that draw but anyways lads thanks very much for joining me um it's it's been a pleasure and we've recorded two in one night with the unfair one that went up last week. And thanks to everyone for listening. So if you do like what you see or hear, as always, please do subscribe. You'll find the links to my channels below as well as the links to the lads' podcast, but also their Twitter pages. And I should give a special special shout-out because Enda does a Rugby TV Guide page, which is going to be very handy come World Cup time with split broadcasters here in Ireland in particular. And Hugh does a lot of great data-driven threads, some on... Even just things like jerseys. Who knew Macron were a great supplier? Well, you did anyway. So, listen, I highly recommend those, and they'll be linked down below, as well as the Pirate Ruby podcast. But for now, everyone, and until next time, take it easy.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona